Monday revolves back into position as this portion of the Earth moves closer and closer to the winter solstice. It's the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and newscast for November 16th, 2020. This installment of the show comes with support from readers and listeners who have opted to make a financial contribution to keep it going. There's Patreon to fund my general research into local government, Substack for this newsletter and occasional enhanced content, and Venmo for a one-time payment. I'll even take checks. Contact me for details. The Virginia Department of Health is reporting its highest one-day total of COVID-19 cases this morning, but there is a caveat. The 2,677 case count reported on Monday, November 16th, is due to a catch-up from the VDH data system being down for upgrades for a few hours over the weekend. That's according to a statement on the VDH portal, which goes on to direct people to look at the metrics in a different way. In order to observe the spread of illness most effectively, please review the charts that show cases by date of symptom onset. With this new information, the seven-day average for new daily cases is now 1,594. The seven-day rate for positive tests statewide has increased to 7.3%, up from 7% on Sunday and 6.1% last Monday. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 41 cases reported today, with 16 from Charlottesville, 14 from Albemarle, 4 from Louisa, 3 from Fluvanna, 3 from Green, and 3 from Nelson. The percent positivity for PCR tests in the district increased to 2.7% today from 2.5% yesterday. The percent positivity for all tests is 3.2%, up from 3% yesterday. City Council tonight will discuss options to help reduce speeding on 5th Street, which has been the scene of several fatal accidents in recent years. A petition to change the character of the street now has over 1,400 signatures. One option is to build a roundabout in the middle of a long stretch of a four-lane divided highway. The topic also came up at Council's budget work session on November 12th. Here's Brennan Duncan, the city's traffic engineer. That is kind of a a midterm solution to try and calm um, some of the traffic and break up the long straightaway that's there. That would go just north of where Bailey is, kind of where the, the community gardens are today. Duncan said the owner of an undeveloped property to the west would be interested in donating land as long as they were able to get vehicular access to the roundabout for their future development. He said this is just an idea now and they would need further research if council wanted to move forward. Duncan estimated the roundabout would cost between $3 million and $4 million. In his staff report, Duncan listed many other ways to reduce speeds. We don't really have a, a traffic problem or a, a speeding problem for the majority of traffic, um, but we do have a long straight roadway that will allow for people to get up to high speed if they choose to do so. At that meeting last Thursday, counselors were asked to give staff direction on their appetite for tax increases to pay for increased capital spending, or whether they should make cuts to previously approved programs in order to stay within the city's debt capacity. You can read the first part of the story in Friday's newscast. However, council did not make any decisions about what to do because they say they needed more information. In summary, the elected officials said they know they will need to make cuts but need information about how to proceed. Here's Vice Mayor Sina McGill. There is no way we're getting out of this without cutting things that we all care about tremendously. Council meets later today, but will also meet on Friday to further discuss the budget. 
Those with paid subscriptions will get a more detailed version of the story later on today, and it will be posted on infoseville.com before Friday. Today in meetings, the Virginia State Board of Elections meets today at 1 p.m. to certify the election. Albemarle County will hold the second of two information meetings for property owners within the scope of the proposed Rioform-based zoning code. This virtual meeting begins at noon. This is not the last time we'll hear about this proposal this week. The Albemarle Architectural Review Board meets at 1 p.m. The only item listed on the agenda is a decision over what blocks in the Brookhill development should come before the panel for review. Brookhill was rezoned in November 2016 and will bring between 600 and 800 homes. This is a good chance to get an update on where the project stands. Places 29 Hydraulic Community Advisory Committee meets at 5.30 p.m. There will be a presentation entitled Neighborhood Strength, Lessons from Bamboo Grove, referring to a recent rezoning in Crozet. Then that group will get updates on the county's housing policy and an update on efforts to increase broadband access. The Village of Rivanna Community Advisory Committee meets virtually for the first time since the pandemic. They'll get an update on the development dashboard updated by county planners. A rezoning for the Breezy Hill future development is not on the agenda, but could conceivably come up in the conversation. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast for Monday, November 16th, 2020. We'll be back tomorrow with another installment of the program. Keep in mind that if you would like to support this program, you can go back and listen to the beginning and hear the things I said. Right now, I want to tell you that one thing you can do is to make sure that you send this on to somebody you think might be interested in it. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. I think I already said that. Stay safe out there.